Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 87. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. You can follow me at NUFC underscore Greg and follow the podcast too at CHN underscore radio. We have a, a pretty eventful show for you. We're in the midst of a pretty awful spell and we get to talk about it. And I wouldn't do this alone. So joining me to talk about this eventful spell of Newcastle United we have the best damn co-host in the land, everybody. Elijah, Newcastle Broodsome. Uh, well, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to, to share my, my knowledge and joy of Newcastle United with the world. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a rough week for sports, of, for teams I'm a, wait, yeah, for teams I'm a fan of. The Falcons let me down. The Braves gave me hope. And then I have to talk about Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, so, that... <laughs> That is just, it's a week. You have it's Atlanta a United in your corner, though. Yeah, I mean. It's always a good thing to have. I guess. Carlos Vela is about to break Joseph Martinez's single-season record that he set last season. Do you so. think so? Dude, I mean, Colorado's I guess. not a good team. What? And Dave, have you seen no, what I mean, Colorado's tur- done recently? Well, yeah, but they also have let, they've let in, like, the sixth most goals in in the in the league, so it's just like they they could Colorado could win this match. All we need, all Vela needs, is a goal. Yeah, I was like, thinking that they actually would very likely play him, but now because that's on the line, they definitely will. Yeah, they're hundred percent going to play him. Yeah, Joseph's going to play against the Reds this Sunday in a completely meaningless game. Oh, like he is. I, it's yeah, yeah, he's apparently going to play. Oh, be interesting. Michael Parker says that. I guess I guess it's not that meaningless because I guess it does determine the two seed but like they could essentially bank on you guys drawing or losing and like and because the revs are so much worse who are you guys playing new york city yeah so but they're not gonna play anybody that's fair um shout out to well that there's your chn radio mls segment yeah we just Um, made that (laughs) but also shout out to our bulgaria listeners Okay, yeah. Let's get into some Bulgarian football. Yeah. We want to shout out to to those listening in Bulgaria right now. We have listeners in Bulgaria. So uh, if you are a Bulgarian mag, tweet at us, at chn underscore radio. We want to know who our Bulgarian listeners are. Yeah. Please do Um, that. And maybe maybe we can can sign a Bulgarian player as well, like Evelyn Popov. Or Wanderson, or maybe my boy Marcelino, oh, or Marcelino. Georgi Milanov. Oh yeah, <laughs> they've got some fun names. Yeah, I want. I'd love to. I'd love to meet the guy. I'd love to meet Wanderson. Uh, Thirty-one years old. Wears the eighty-eight shirt. Left winger. Oh, I love it. Five good six. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. So uh, if if yeah, he's he's a player. Um, he exists. Do... 
Please play Champions League football. Do you know that there is a, an island in the English Channel called Jersey? No. I feel bad for that island. <laughs> we have serious. listeners in Jersey. Oh, not New Jersey. No, the old Jersey. The well, island of Jersey, too. So shout I hope out to that them. Jersey's better than New Jersey. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, the pictures make it look that way. So what you're telling me the Jersey Shore is actually not the OG Jersey Shore? <laughs> yeah, the Jersey Shore is a shore that's literally island. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. You love to see that. Yeah, you you do love to see it. So shout out to Bulgaria and Jersey representing listeners from CHN Radio. Give us a follow. Let us know if you're those listeners from Bulgaria and Jersey. I'd love to hear and from you. And leave us a review. Yeah, Because that would be nice. Yes. Because we try, we're trying to give away some stuff, and we are, you know, we just need five more reviews. That's it. We've been asking for five more reviews for <laughs> seventy-five years yeah, now. Yeah, we have. So some of you guys need to step it up. Yeah. And I know there's been some people on who are tweeting at us like, "I'm sorry, I listened on a different platform." Well, you know what? So do I. You know what I did? I made my mom leave a review for me and my grandmother. Well, e- and you my don't sister. even have to. It doesn't matter. Like you can still. Like get on iTunes and leave a review. I don't know how to do that, so I just made. Well, let me tell. Actually, let me tell you then. All you have to do is log in, create an account. It takes like, like minuscule seconds. You Mm. just email, create a password, enter. You're in. Type in "Coming Home Newcastle." Hit enter. Click five stars. Said, "Would you like to leave a comment?" Up to you. Submit. That's it. Oh, that sounded very complicated. (laughs) Literally, that's all you have to do. You don't ever Man. have to log back. You can delete your account after that. <laughs> you can actually make multiple accounts. Oh, you can? Oh, well, I, think I mean, you it could. Be, it has to be different emails, though. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I guess if you kept deleting your account, if you deleted your oh. account, you could make multiple accounts. I guess. Yeah. yeah that's, I guess, one way. But anyway. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's look into that. Yeah, let's, let's boost our numbers a little bit. <laughs> I'll have like Gerg Troxel yeah. will yeah. <laughs> we'll leave a review. <laughs> Malaysia Musum will yes. be on there as well. <laughs> oh, that would be actually pretty funny. Somebody yeah. do Gerg and Malaysia as as their usernames and leave a review, and that would be amazing. All of our ideas end up being like, oh, we should do this, and then it just ends with you saying, someone else should do it. I guess we could do it, but that no, that no, I'm form. just no. I, I mean, I don't want to do it. I 100 percent rat. That's why we have a podcast to tell other people to do things. Yeah, that's why I signed up for this. <laughs> that's exactly why. <laughs> um. Well, Elijah, let's let's dive in some news. Let's let's just do it. Let's just go head first into this. It's uh, it's October third Pacific time, October fourth Eastern time, and British time, and the rest of the world time. May the fourth be with you. Oh. Except Wait, no, that's 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 supposed to be fourth with you. Yeah, I bet they say it's that's May fourth. Never yeah. mind. Ignore ignore that. That's... For a brief second, I was excited until I realized that it's not May. Yeah. Um, if it was May, we would <laughs> we'd already be in the championship. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Ouch. That was funny. Ouch! Ouch! Okay. Well, here we are, living in a world where we're in 19th place and we could not be in October without giving you some sort of takeover rumor. 
But you know what's interesting is we've been high on takeover rumors before. We've also like completely ignored some rumors since the last time we talked about takeover rumors. But there is something of note here, and it's not it's not like it I mean it's good news if true. I I don't know, it's it's so tough to tell nowadays because we've been like fooled so many times. But let's talk about Joseph DeGrosa, who is currently the president of uh, Bordeaux. Giordon de Bordeaux. Uh, Elijah, did you know that Joseph DeGrosa is from Yonkers, New York, and an alumnus of Syracuse University? Oh, Cuse, baby. Yes. Yes, sir. Let's get another Cuse head at Newcastle. Maybe if I connect with him on LinkedIn. I'm going to do that. I'm going to connect with him on LinkedIn. Do it. Like, hey, man, See if we you both can get went to Syracuse. No, I'm going to say this. Hey, man, we both went to Syracuse. Are your bosses going to buy Newcastle? No, it would, it would be connect. him. Oh, hey, he are is you actually, buying Newcastle? Like, he is the billionaire investor of oh. of this group. Like, he is the I'm 100%. Headman. Wait, so what, what is, what's his name? Joseph DeGrosa, D-A-G-R-O-S-A. That is a ter- That's a very Yonkers name. Yes, it's one that's, million that's percent. Screams Yonkers. And you know, as a kid, his name was Joey, and everyone called him oh, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> or they just called him DeGrosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's more college though. But in like as a kid, yeah, he was in his Joey. fraternity, they called him. He's probably in SIGEP at Syracuse, <laughs> or maybe in D- no. If he's if he's a millionaire, he's probably in no. D- he's not a millionaire. He's a billionaire. Oh, sorry, billionaire. <laughs> yes. Oh, there it is. Chairman, Chairman, General American Capital Partners LLC. You both studied at Syracuse University. Yes, I'm asking for a job, dude. You need to. Well, actually, I'm currently employed by MTG, so, and I love my my business. So. so he cur he currently lives in Miami, and so this is his timeline. He he founded 1848 Capital Partners in 03, um, and he got into like the airline industry in 2014. He joined the board of directors of the revived Eastern Airlines. 2016, he co-founded General American Capital Partners, where he, he's the chairman and CEO. And he also served on the board of Mi- the Miami Cancer Institute and the Camellias House. So he's a good dude. And then in 2018, he led the purchase. He led it and is the current active manager, uh, I mean president, of Bordeaux. 75 million euros was the, was the yeah. sale. And um, I'll say this about Bordeaux, because there is a lot of talk about how Bordeaux doesn't spin. They don't spin, but they also buy quality prospects. So it's like they would come in and, I mean, obviously Premier League money is different than League uh, money. Um, so, like, when, you know, you're you're dealing with Premier League cash flow, like, you're probably bound to spend a little bit more money. And, of course, you don't want to spend – you're not going to spend a lot of money until the club's fully paid off. But it's it's also they they make smart investments I would say not guys who you last ditch cheap signings I yeah. just want to point that and out and like there. you can spend eight million euros in league uh and make Europa League so yeah it's yeah and get a sit on a pot of money like it's it's a different ball game but yeah. that being said oh man this LinkedIn notification I'm gonna tweet it out too <laughs> yes do it do it do it yeah I'll send it in the Slack one and tweet it out as well. But, uh, but, yeah. So here, here's the actual news. I wanted we I wanted to catch everybody up on who this person is, who's heading it, who's the main person behind it. Obviously, like Kenyon is the face, but the financier of this would be Joseph DeGrosa. 
if if that is how we're how we're doing this. So uh, documents which was seen by the Shields Gazette uh, show GACP Sports, which is the investment arm of Joseph DeGrossa, have formed two new companies last week in the United States, uh, and I'm assuming it's because of they want to take over Newcastle. The two companies are called GACP Newcastle Management LLP and GACP Newcastle Partners LLP. The former, the management LLP, was launched in September 27th of 2019, and the Newcastle Partners LLP was set up on October 1st. They're 100% owned by GACP Sport uh, Sport Partners, and Hmm. it's registered in my home state of Delaware and in Newcastle County, no less. Fun fact. Oh. Yes. Registered in Newcastle County. Um, yeah. So it, that doesn't mean that, like, and, and the Shields did a good job of reporting it. It doesn't mean that the, the deal is close at all or happening. It does not mean that. But it it shows that there is something there. Yeah. It's like when you're buying a house, you still got to negotiate with the bank to make sure you're going to be able to, you know, purchase the home. Just because you started talking to a bank doesn't mean you're going to buy a house. Yeah. I just made, I'd have never bought a house. I just made that up. So um, hopefully that makes sense it's, to people. It's a little, yeah, sure. We'll, we're going, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're making it happen. We're so going. everyone buy a house. Buy a house. I bought two. Oh, okay. Like, I don't Weird flex. own two, but like, I've oh. been, I've bought two homes in my life. Okay. I'm just weird flex. Yeah. Oh wait, time out, dude! Wait, wait, time, time out, <laughs> dude. Me and Joseph DeGrossa Jr. have a mutual connection. Who is it? It is the guy who runs the Toon Army Syracuse account, Brett Wallace. Shout out to Brett. I don't know why they're connected. Like I did, like I don't know why they're connected. Either, either Brett did the same thing, or there's three things that could happen in my eyes. Brett did the same thing that you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add the fourth thing because I think I know the reason why. But okay. The other thing is I'm a Syracuse alum and I will also connect with Syracuse alums. And okay. the third thing is uh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm going to – dude, I'm going to send him an invitation straight up because he only has 500 connections. Who's this? Joseph DeGrosso. Oh, I thought you already did send him a – no, no, I haven't done it yet because I, I, that would involve me typing, and I don't want to type during the podcast. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, that's bad radio. <laughs> my guess, my other guess is that um, he's probably met him. That's another, yeah, that's another because thing. Because Brett um, was the VP of sales at Syracuse. So he would, any big client that would come in to get a box at the Carrier Dome, which I'm, like, if you went to Syracuse and you have a lot of money, you're going to want courtside seats at the carrier dome for yeah. a basketball game and so brett yeah and for those met him and talked to him those that aren't familiar it's like it's one of the best venues to watch a basketball game in the country in america um and it's they essentially have, if you took st james park and then just put a basketball goal yeah in it's literally that big so yeah. it's a pretty impressive venue um yeah so that that kind of just keeps you up to date on anything it doesn't mean like i said it and I can't stress this enough. It does not mean that a sale is happening. It does not mean they that are... a sale is close. It does not mean that they're even going to act on it. But mm. it shows that there is an intention to act on it. 
Now we just have to see like of everything else. Like there's so many moving parts. There, I'm still on the, I'm on the Luke Edwards side on this. Like if we hear about it, then it's never going to happen. So I'm still in that point. My that's me personally. But in reality, no one knows anything. All right, we got to get this guy on the pod. They ask, ask Joe DeGrossa. Sorry. I mean, if he accepts my connection request, I might have to do a serious one. Because if he accepts it, because I didn't think it would be possible, but it's like he's one of those low-key guys. So, like, I feel like it's not like I'm trying to connect with Robert Kraft, where Robert Kraft is, like, thousands, millions of followers on LinkedIn. This guy, like, legitimately just is just a normal person on LinkedIn that, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated because yeah. I feel like we could actually get a connection here. And uh, I'm not going to ask him about the sale, but if he buys the club, you best believe that <laughs> yes. I'm asking him to come on the pot. Like, that's 100% happening. For sure. Yeah. I'll f- we'll fly out to New Jersey. He lives in Miami. Oh, even better. I'd yeah. love to fly to Miami. Yeah. Fun place. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so that did happen. People did freak out. Um, Greg, in terms of BS meter, does that change anything for you? No, no. Interesting. No, I still, I still don't think it's happening, and and just for the same reason I said, and it's just my personal thing. I have no reason. Just, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. I think this is the first time we've had one of these shell companies uh, be registered with the name Newcastle. Maybe. I think because Monochrome was been Zayed Group. And I think like I don't even I don't think they ever announced the ones for Stavely, but I do remember Monochrome was the Benzayed Group one, which yeah, that should have tipped everyone off to being it being a publicity spot, stunt already because that's just like so it made a lot of buzz on social media, which is exactly what they wanted. Anyway, any other news? Uh, yeah, we're going to just do a little youth team and loan report. If you go to comminghomenewcastle.com, you're, you're going to see I, I put out my monthly uh, update on them. Not a lot has changed, to be honest. Um, you have the U23s. They were they lost in the EFL. Well, I oh, man, I put in here the EFL Cup. It's the EFL Trophy. Um, they beat Norwich and then lost the rest of their league matches. But it was like reasonable margins like their whole goal differential for the month was minus two so like that's a lot better than minus 10 what it was the month before um and the u18s they look more like at the level of their competition they're still not great they're probably about average um they did beat the Mackums in the league uh but outside of that nothing spectacular i will say like Elliot Anderson and Joe White, Dylan Stevenson and Lucas Gamblin. There are four players from the U18s that are actually like, from all accounts, just beating the crap out of people that they play. So those four are ones to watch. And I think all all of those but Lucas Gamblin scored this past month. But Lucas is a defender, so um, yeah, that's my U team update on the loan front. Uh, which has been a hot topic, especially recently. I'll just go through the players. Elijah, stop me if you want me to, like, if you have questions on any of them. We can dig in a little bit. Uh, Rolando Aarons at Wickham. Done changed. Yes. Uh, His career's done. There's just... Wickham Wanderers, he has played one minute the entire month. Won 60 seconds in five matches. Um, he, <laughs> Yeah, that's all. 
Dan Barlasar starting to get a little concerned about him. He had a great first month. This month, not not too good. He played a total of 16 minutes this entire month. Uh, Liam Gibson. It's a very good picture of him, by the way. Oh, thanks. I mean, I didn't take it, but. I'm just saying it's a good yeah, picture. Yeah. Um, Liam Gibson, he's definitely a stalwart at Grimsby Town. He's um, he appeared in six of seven matches for them. He's he's a left back, and they're using him as a center back as well. Um, Didn't what? correct me. Is that the guy who I was talking about that played Chelsea? Yeah, he he started okay. and played a little over an hour against Chelsea. He was subbed off. Yeah, yeah. Liam Gibson, and it's also black and white stripes, which is fitting. Um, yeah, so Liam, Liam, nothing like he looks like he's he's definitely good enough to be a League Two player. Like we can say that for sure. Nathan Harker, he's not going to last anymore. He's barely. I mean, he's he just got he got benched this whole month. Um, so in the in the National League, yeah, for Blythe by a team in twenty seconds. Yeah, last place in the National League North. In, in the National League North, not not the conference, but the level below that, like the sixth tier. And they're in last place in that tier, and he was benched. I didn't even know that we could loan players that low. (laughs) So shout out to Shola for finding that that low. (laughs) Um, Akrof Lazar in Serie B. The GOAT. He came on, had two self-appearances, nothing nothing of note. Um, I'm just doesn't his his contract expires, I believe, at the end of the season. So (laughs) I just cannot wait until uh, this is exactly what's going to happen. Akaf Lazar's contract's going to run out. And then on the very next thing you'll see, it'll be like February. No, sorry. It'll be it'll be next June. It'll, it'll say, Orlando City excited to add Premier League talent to their roster. Former Newcastle. They are pleased to welcome Newcastle United's Akaf Lazar. <laughs> and I will just cry. Oh, my gosh. I will, Greg, it's like bound to happen. It just needs That's to That's actually, that like, would be great. Uh, like if if you're if there's an MLS team that's out there that would sign them, it's Orlando City. Definitely. They just are so good at signing terrible players. Uh, next up is Jacob Murphy. Um, hot not throughout this one. He played in three of the four. Uh, there's like he has a little, and I I think I put this in there that he had. Oh no, I didn't. Looking at it now. Uh, he kind of has a little Iose Perez about him. Not in the finishing side, like he's not getting the goals, but he like has a I can be completely invisible for long periods of time, and then like holy crap, I'm a threat. Like so, and he's showing a little bit of that this this month. It, it, it he was just more of the invisible last month. He, he had a great month last month, but so hopefully he turns it around. Elias Sorensen, it just sucks. Um, he's not playing a lot. It was he played against the Wolves U twenty ones in the EFL trophy and that's his only assist. He has no goals still. Um and they played him as a winger. They're not even playing him as a striker. It's just not good there. Um clearly he just isn't good enough. And then our two good stories. Kellen Watts, he is good. Um Stevenage sucks and he's just grinding it out with them, but he's he's actually seems like a really good center back. Um, and if you just like search his name on Twitter, people have positive things to say. And then our best player, it's Freddie Woodman. It's not even close. He's still dominating the championship. Uh, nine appearances, four clean sheets, and only in one of the matches did he give up more than one goal. He's absolutely killing it for them right now. Less than a goal a match average. Um, Freddie's 
Freddie is a perfect example of somebody who has risen to the challenge. Um, What's more likely, Greg, that Dubrovka gets a contract extension or Freddie Woodman gets sold for profit? Because I I think that it'll be one of those situations. Thank you. Um, I think because while you ponder on that, um, Freddie has the potential to kind of do somewhat similar to what Jordan Pickford did, where like, you know, maybe you're not playing, maybe you're not on the best team in terms of like, if you're looking at the Spectrum Premier League, like assuming Swansea gets promoted, but like you just dominated on that team and I'm sure he's going to win like keeper, like whatever the goalkeeper award is for the English Championship League. So I mean, yeah, his the price is going to be the highest. Yeah, it's his high. His price is going to be the highest it's ever been. Like you're talking like young English talent. Like he could be upwards of twenty five to thirty, potentially even more, just based on potential alone. And it's like, do you pull the trigger, or do you think you extend Dubrovka to probably a very lucrative deal um, for a guy who is north of thirty, but is obviously still in the prime of his career? So it's an interesting conundrum that newcastle may face yeah i think um it's also highly possible that dubrovka says screw this i'm out so yeah i think and it's also extremely possible that swansea kicks up a lot of money to keep him permanent there um so if i had to pick one which was more likely i would pick the uh dubrovka or no i'm sorry or what happens first? Was that was that your original question? No. Uh, yeah. What, what, I guess it'd be what is more likely, I guess, is really more. I think what's question. more likely is uh, is Freddie gets sold to Swansea for profit. Because even if think... even if he like comes back to us, if we have Dubrovka, then like Freddie's not starting and that doesn't do him any good. So we might as well just sell him off for a good amount of money. So I think that's probably the highest probability. In an ideal world, you extend Dubrovka, Freddie comes back, and then you sell Dubrovka to yeah, PSG. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely That'd ideal. be great. But, um, I mean, you just have to hope PSG sucks in the Champions League again this year, which they will. So, um, yeah, there you go. Check, check that one off. Check it. It also depends on who the owners are. If it's that, I mean, everything depends on Mike Ashley. If if it's if it's Mike Ashley, it's going to be hard to not see either one of them being sold for profit yeah. being the end goal. Whether that's like we know we can get PSG to bite on Dubrovka and pay a ton, or you know you can get a desperate Swansea to blow half their transfer budget on a keeper. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, one more question for you, Elijah, before we get into our Manchester United preview is mm. what is Newcastle United good at? Okay. That's a that's a loaded question. I'm going to say deflecting. Deflecting what? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that that's thank you for asking, Greg. Deflecting like any of the blame uh to their poor form. It's always just getting pushed around to other people. Like this past week, I've seen so many quotes from players that have been blaming the tactics while Bruce is blaming the players. And it's like no one's accepting responsibility or they're haphazardly respecting responsibility. They're just like, we know we sucked. And it's like they're not taking any responsibility for like, I mean, they're like it owning up to individual mistakes, anything like that. And it just seems like 
nobody wants no one wants to take the blame at Newcastle right now for how bad the team is and it's like I mean we can rag on Steve Bruce all we want but some players are playing below their 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 standards and Steve Bruce obviously isn't you know Steve Bruce but I think that like every single press conference and every single quote I see is just like someone else blaming someone else and it's like they're really good at just blaming everyone else but themselves everyone on the team from manager to owner to player it's just they're really good at that so good for them what about on the pitch oh god on the pitch (laughs) i mean um that's that's tough i mean um i mean you could say playing players out of position they're really good at doing that um i'd say newcastle still um I don't even know if I can say this because there's some. I would say working hard, but there's some matches where yeah, the like, last match would prove that wrong, 100. percent Yeah, I mean, in the match before that, where like half the team was pressing at times and half the team wasn't. I mean, I don't know. And, that, and that's um, th- this is why I wanted to get to this question because I was actually listening uh, good Premier League podcast. If you guys are into that kind of thing, uh, it's by the Guardian Football Weekly. Uh, Barry Glendenning's on it. There's Max Rushton, there's really good uh, James Richardson. Um, These are all very British sounding names. Yeah. Um, Sid Lowe is on it. They're all just football pundits, uh, and it's a really good podcast. And they were literally, and this is how I got the idea. They're like, well, what is Newcastle actually good at? And they were like, nothing. Like, that was the answer. Is like, wait, they're not good at counterattacking anymore. They're not good at, at playing out of the back. They're not good at defending and, and even bunkering. Like, they're not good at it. Their they're goalie's not good, which, he, I mean, Dubrovka hasn't been good. But it, and, that, and I'm not blaming Dubrovka. Don't get, don't get that twisted. But, like, that's the whole point of this. Like, we're not – like, the last few matches, there's nothing that we did well. And that's really the question. We're, Fabian Chair looked good. Like yeah, physically. physically, yeah, physically looks great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we got that going for us. So that's why I wanted to just bring that up because it's. I feel it's true because when they were talking about it, it was like, well, we wait, wait, we we actually might not be good at anything. Okay, I just want to throw this out there. Greg just pulled a trick question on me. Well, I just wanted to see if you thought of anything. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yes, but it's you o- knew I wouldn't think of anything. It's okay to say. That we're not good at anything because that's if that's the truth then that's the answer. But I want I generally wanted to ask this and and if you can think of something, listeners, let us know. But on the pitch, what what are we doing well at? Because I can't see it. We're doing well at starting matches. Yeah, we have not not started a match. That's- no, I'm saying like the first ten minutes of matches. Newcastle look somewhat competent, and the majority of the goals they've scored this season have been in the first ten minutes. So technically speaking, we're good at starting matches. Okay, because okay, I'll, I'll yeah, just, that's like, the only thing I could think of. Yeah, that, I'll take that answer. Yeah, let's talk about Manchester United. When we're going to do that right after this break, and we'll see you on the other side. Manchester United, the worst Manchester. They suck. <laughs> Those guys stink. They are pooey. They are yeah. doo-doo. 
seems like they pulled the trigger on uh, old Gunner a little too quickly, ooh, which old Gunner everyone saw coming. Old Gunner, what we tell you, old Gunner, coming in there taking Manchester United. All right, injuries. Um, Paul Pogba didn't travel with them. They they just drew Az Alcamar. You know how to say that name? Alcamar, I think. Alcamar. Um, Alcamar. Um, yeah, Paul didn't travel, and he's still getting treatment for an ankle injury, so it remains to see, be seen if he's going to play. Um, Martial, Phil Jones, Juan Bissaka, Luke Shaw, um, they all didn't travel as well. Um, and Jesse Lingard's injured, too. He yeah. has a hamstring injury uh, from this match. Well, who's left on the team? Yeah, Jeez. yeah, a lot of injuries. Um, I still do. Think... They still have Marcos Rojo. Is he still on the team? <laughs> Maybe. I th- I still think. I mean, I think a lot of the players that didn't travel are still going to play. Like I, I think Juan Juan Bissaka is going to play. I think Pogba is probably going to play. Luke Shaw is definitely going to play. I think. Yeah, I mean he's he's healthy for the first time in his life. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, and then on Newcastle side, it's getting a lot better. We have, like, Lejeune still not going to play. Um, Matt Ritchie, still don't know when that's going to happen. Um, St. Gucci Max, maybe. Carroll, still probably off the bench, right? Um, is there anybody else? I don't Rob know. Elliott's got a bag injury. <laughs> Oh. Jetro Willems, did you say him? No. He's injured. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Dwight Gale was in training, uh, yeah, I, but I mean, is Let's injured. just forget that he's even on the team, really. Uh, so Also, just things of note on Manchester United side. Just I'm seeing that um, like Luke Shaw was in training. Paul Pogba was not in training. Timothy Fosu-Mensa was in training. And Juan Basaka was just sick, so he's probably going to play. Yeah, he's gonna Luke play. Shaw is probably going to play as well. Okay, yeah, he'll, he'll at least be on the team sheet. But I would imagine Juan Basaka is going to play. It's a massive match for Manchester United. Yep, definitely is. Okay, so give us your lineup, Elijah, for Newcastle. For Newcastle, yeah. Um. Well. There's some rumors of a certain midfielder being injured, John Joe Shelby. And con- I'm not going to go the, the route of the Chronicle, who for some reason think that uh, we are going to be um, – that Matty Longstaff could uh, make an appearance. Lil Longstaff, so Doug. I just – I don't know why he would start, but um, we're going to go – I think after giving up five goals – I think uh, the gut feeling might be to go with the five in the back. But <laughs> the, just don't. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it doesn't seem like we have the personnel to necessarily do that. Wait, five in the um, back for each goal scored against us last week? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just we just don't have the personnel to do it right now. Um, I mean, unless you go Mankio at left back, which we haven't seen in a good bit. But you know what? Screw it. I mean, it's... It's, it's my lineup. I get to set it. So we'll go Dubrovka and goal. And this is who I would put out there. Mankio, 
um, Lascelles, Share, uh, Dummett, and um, why not give Yedlin a shot? I feel like right now Kraft, Mankio, and Yedlin are all on the same page. They're all like really good at certain things, but really bad at like all the other things, and they're all like not. They're all they're all bad at the things the other ones are good at, and they're all good at the things the other ones are bad at. So it's like if we could just make them all into one fullback, then like that would be ideal. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But we can't because modern medicine doesn't allow us to do cloning. It's it's travesty. In it depends on what country you're in because they are doing things like that in China. Okay, well, not in Similar. the Western world. Yeah, unless it's like Switzerland. So Sweden, let's go. Let's just go visit Rafa and see what we can do. Yeah, I'm 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 for it. Yeah. Take a little bit of DNA from each, and we got to wait for the baby to grow up. All right, we're getting off track. All right, the two in the <laughs> midfield are going to be Key and Longstaff. Um, Hayden's obviously suspended. Uh, Shelby's got an injury. I mean. Honestly, thank God he hasn't been great. Um, kind of leads me to believe Newcastle are going to be looking at midfielders in the January window, but that is something that, who cares? Um, Joel Linton up top. <sighs> I mean, I would really love to see Miguel Amaron and Alan St. Maxman, but we won't. Um, alternatively, Newcastle could go four in the back um, with Dummett as a left back, Yedlin as a right back, and then uh, Lascelles and Cher as your center backs um, with um, ASM as a second striker or a winger um, and Miguel Amarone playing as well uh, as an inside forward or a, or a cam with ASM on the wing. Just basically getting Atsu, ASM, and Amarone all in the field at the same time. You do sacrifice being able to bring a winger off the bench, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I. This is the most confused I've ever been about what we're gonna line up in, because like even even when like we've obviously been wrong in predicting our lineups and like managers obviously switch things up, but still going into it, you're like, oh, they'll they'll probably do this this time. Like literally, I have no idea what he's gonna yeah, do. Usually, we get one player wrong. Yeah, yeah, we're like, usually if we get someone wrong. It's like one or two players. Yeah, and this last match, like. We, as far as, we, like, our, like, the players we chose were right, but I feel like we got all of it wrong because we went four in the back. We're just like, what? <laughs> well, part of it was also, Muto was probably the only time we've been, like, just way wrong yeah. about a player. Yeah. Like, didn't even because there's, no, yeah, I mean, no one expected Muto to start, but I think even when we're wrong about players, it's like, you could see, like, it'll be like, well, they'll start Atsu over... Perez last year or something like that, where it's like Perez isn't on good form, so starting out to make sense. I mean, that actually is a terrible example because <laughs> Perez started so many matches, and actually that was one that we would always say is that Iosi Perez should not be starting, but he's probably going to start, and then lo and behold, he would start. But anyway, yeah, like you're saying, this one seems a little bit impossible because like you went with something different tactically last week. It didn't work. But, like, due to the personnel, you might have to go back to that. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. It's very odd. And on top of that, you don't really know what Man U is going to bring because, like, they suck, so. They do. Um, going into the match now, like, what would, you, what would Newcastle have to do for you to get three points? Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, <laughs> you know, have tactics would be good start just 
Just literally come out with a formation and a plan. And you can nick yourself a point. Additionally, I mean, I guess we want to go that route. Um, if you can win the midfield battle against Manchester United, you're probably going to win the match. Because um, based on what I've seen, a lot of their play does kind of dictate out of the midfield. And that being that's because they have such talented midfielders. So if you can get yourself involved in that midfield and, and try to prevent them from, um, you know, spraying the ball over the top and things like that, then you should be fine. That being said, I fully expect Newcastle to sit back like the wimps they are, and um, in that case, you need to defend like your life defends on it. Like your whole world defends on it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know what Newcastle has to do to win. What Newcastle probably has to do to win is Manchester United has to really, really screw this up. And that's an unfortunate reality to, to, to what's going on right now. Um, however, like there, there are some stats that we'll get into that make it look promising, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep saying the same thing. It's going to have to come down to Almiron and just playing his singular role, which is hopefully the 10 or a 10 like position where he's not coming back to defend. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, I think that's key for him. It saves his energy a little bit and like, it gets him like Joel and Tune's not going to be a good striker if he's not getting service and Almiron leaving that far to defend just creates such a wide gap that no striker in the world is going to be able to play with. So um, I really need, I really would like Almiron to stay up. I love his def- it, defending. It's admirable. It's awesome. But we just, I, I just really want you to score Mickey, come on, buddy. Let's let's do this together. Um, Elijah, my new, my Manchester United player to look out for, Scott McTominay. Yeah, he's been on a tear. Yeah, it's him. he's been really good. I don't. I think, that, and that's why I say like win win the midfield battle. Or you say, you say win the midfield battle. Battle, we could win this. Yeah, old Scotty in there. I don't think he's gonna let us win the midfield battle. It's <laughs> my opinion. I just don't see Key beating Scott McTominay. And like say it, say it's Pogba and McTominay and um I don't know, who Fred. else would be in there? Yeah, Fred. Oh, or Nemanja Matic. Juan Mata. He'll be out he'll be an outside midfielder though. Daniel James is my player to watch though. Ooh. He he's been Electric, interesting. He's been he's actually probably thing. one of the better young signings that was very hyped up over the uh, over the transfer window. There was like a lot of those, and he's probably been the best performing one when you consider like Pulisic hasn't played, and then the guy that Arsenal signed, I forgot his name, the who came from Lille. Uh, geez, I forgot his name. It's just oh yeah, the kid. Yeah, he's like Starts eighteen or something. Yeah, oh gosh. It's going to kill me not knowing, but just know that that kid has not been great. And so those were like the three hyped youth wingers that everyone was talking about. And Daniel James has actually been the best one out of all of them. So, yes. Um, Nicholas yeah. Pepe. 
right? Yes, there it is. Um, yeah, good shout there. Daniel James, the Welshman, 21 years old, uh, having a great season so far. So good. Another player Newcastle was linked to last season, but obviously <laughs> we didn't buy. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get to stats. Stats for this one are pretty interesting, actually. It, is, this has been going around a lot, but Manchester United have only won four games out of 22. Uh, which is, like, very bad. And then, Not great, Bob. And, yeah. And then their away record in all comps since their 3-1 to one win against PSG in March. Loss, 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 draw, 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 loss, draw. To be fair, and, like, if you look at the list of teams... There's some good teams on there, but there's also some bad teams on there. <laughs> like, and just some teams that, like, if you're Manchester United, to quote every uh, English commentator ever or pundit, these are teams you should be beating. Yes. You should be beating. Just like they love saying that you should be beating. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, like no, they like there's some teams on this list that are just like wow. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean that that's a really terrible run of form. It really, it's like brutal. Um. Yeah, it's like is old Gunner on the hot seat right now? Oh yeah, it's got to be warm down there. Old it's Gunner. at least warm. There are some hotter seats in the league. Um, like I think Silva's on a very hot seat right now. The Watford boss, if does did they fire him yet? I'm not. I can't remember. He's he's on the very hot seat. He's on a, one of the hottest of hots. You know who's not on a hot yeah, seat? Yeah, they fired. They fired him. Okay, good. Yeah. Because you know who's not on a hot seat right now? Oh, Stevie? Oh, Stevie. Stevie's, Stevie's he's on a seat that's so cold that you can actually, like, freeze things on it. You can, you can make ice cubes on how cold his seat is. <laughs> Who has a, has a colder seat, Steve, Bruce, or Pep? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, probably Steve Bruce, because Pep hasn't won a Champions League yet, so... Well... Um, just one fun fact is Javi Garcia, when he was fired, has almost a double higher winning percentage than Steve Bruce does, um, and he was fired for it. So, okay, uh, yeah. So and to now his it's credit, PK Sanchez Flores is the manager at Watford now, and and Watford just did not do enough to improve their team over the past couple seasons, and so this was inevitable. So I don't put that completely on their manager. Because like they 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 tried, yeah. they just like some of the players that they invested in, um, just didn't work out. And then there were guys like Isaac Success who like had great seasons, and then just like similarly to like Jacob Murphy, just like you have one good season, and then like the expectation is on you to either move up and continue to compete at that level, or you know and and do well and then like he just didn't yeah and so yeah that's and that's been a big part of it is like he was a key player for them and like now he it's just like kind of really sad to see because it's he's, he's looking more and more like he's not of the premier league quality um at the moment at least so yeah but there's a ton of stories in their uh in their side like that from defenders to wingers and it's like they all had very good seasons separately, but never at the same time, and never on consistent basis. So it was just kind of you have to see the writings on the wall for like some of these guys yeah. in their Premier League careers. 
538, they predict the matches for the Premier League every week, and they have Newcastle at home with a 27% chance to win, a 27% chance to draw, and a 46% chance to lose this match. Interesting. The computers uh, the weren't watching uh, Man United <laughs> The stats were not are not on Newcastle's side. Um, Elijah, we'll have you go first. What is your prediction for Manchester United at Newcastle on Sunday? 1-1 one, one draw. Miguel Amaroon scores. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, it's it's... Someone said that this might be the most depressing match of the season. That's saying something because Brighton happened, and so did Leicester back to back. No, I'm saying like in terms of like oh, if you look overall. at the Premier League season as a whole, like not us because you have a team like Newcastle who just lost Rafa Benitez, one of the greatest managers to manage in the Premier League ever, going up against Manchester United, who is this team that was supposed to be and has and has been one of, historically one of the best teams in the Premier League, and the expectation is that they are title contenders and they're both just completely underwhelming and both look so bad that it's just like, you know, the state of of these two clubs. Um, A club like Newcastle who is so well-respected and just came off having one of the best managers going up against a club like Manchester United who is Manchester United and both of them looking bad and likely the match also just not being a pleasurable match to watch is going to just have all the ingredients for this to be literally one of the worst Premier League matches of the season. Yeah, I'm going to go with a one nothing loss here for Newcastle. Yeah, that's pretty on brand. Yeah. Um, I think Rashford gets a goal probably very late in the game, and that's all she wrote. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this was another match where we don't have a single shot on target. I also wouldn't be surprised I'm... if we won this match, just given the fact that, like, like I was talking to Greg about this before the pod. It's like, they did the same thing. They looked so bad the two weeks before Tottenham, and then they beat Tottenham. Yeah. And then they continue to look bad. And, like, that's going to be this season. Like, Steve Bruce is still going to maintain his job and his position because he looks somewhat decent in some matches. And I really do hope, like, my only hope is that, like, if there is some sort of takeover, that they were just lying about them thinking Steve Bruce is a good manager and that they just fire him. Like, that's their first course of action is they give him two weeks and then they fire him if he doesn't win or draw. Like, they just have to fire because he's just not a good manager. Just give us literally anyone else. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm puking thinking about it. (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else, Elijah? Uh, no, let's uh, get into some questions. Yeah, let's do questions. We will ask your questions right after this break. Okay, we have a few questions for you. Uh, we're going to start with Big Shell at Big Shell 5. How can a manager slash head coach earn a living for so long with such a bad record? Steve Bruce's win ratio of 27.8%. Steve Bruce doesn't win trophies. Steve Bruce doesn't qualify for Europe. Steve Bruce doesn't improve players' sell on value. We actually paid another club compensation to have his services. So there's there's a lot in there. 
Steve Bruce does win trophies. Please elaborate. It, I've, hasn't he won the championship? No. Oh, he's he's got the record for promotions, so that counts. Yeah. That's a trophy. It's a plaque, it's not, I guess. It's not a trophy. <laughs> it's a plaque. He's, he's he wins plaques. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I don't know which. That's just this was a rant. I mean, yeah, I get it. We're upset. I mean, like the the answer is like Greg alluded to this last week. There's this weird stigma in sports, in like I would say all sports, but particularly in in British football, where like managers can suck and people still hire them because of notoriety and name and like Steve Bruce is a guy that is a very nice guy and has a lot of friends a lot of pundits who are his friends and a lot of other coaches who are his friends and a lot of owners who like him and so like he just oh he's going to have a job and people will give him a job regardless like he got a job at Sheffield Wednesday after literally sucking complete butt with the team that went on to win promotion that very same season. So it's like, you know, regardless of how good or bad C. Bruce is, he seems to have a job up until this point in the career. I do think that if you get fired from Newcastle, just based on the fact that we've been on national TV so much and people have been openly roasting his lack of tactics and his lack of tactical awareness, that like this could be the end of the road. Like it could be like how Fat Sam went out or how Alan Party went out or just like how any of those how any of the pundits went out and he'll he'll join one of the networks either bbc or uh you know sky sports or maybe he'll come to america and commentate on premier league matches i mean sorry um mls matches so i think that if he does get fired with newcastle it's the end but i mean for now it's just that's the way the cookie crumbles i mean that's why we have him he sucks and we hire sucky managers yeah and that's that's my whole point of like yeah fire uh, bruce out fire bruce but it's not going to change anything because Tony Pulis will just become our manager, and the same thing will happen all over again. It's it. The focus has to be on the owner. It's the only way things are going to change. We can change the manager as many times as we want, but nothing is actually going to change. So, I'm still at the. I'm I'm not going to lie, Greg. I'm still at the point where like I'm holding this until until like it's proven me wrong. Steve Bruce is legitimately the worst manager I've ever seen. So like firing him and hiring someone else even if they suck is better because like at least you can look at tony pulis and you know how his team plays yeah I just, but you 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 would take him worse than john carver or mclaren right now i would take steve bruce over would you saying would i take steve bruce or would i take tony pulis over those guys well you said worse you've ever seen are you saying yes he was worse than mclaren yes or carver yes Oh yeah, I can't. I can't get there yet. No way. No, no. I'm just saying because I'm. I'm saying I can look at a match. That's my thing. Is that like if I can see a plan, then you're you're fine. That that's my that's my lowest standard for any manager at any level. Like my my cousin's nine year old soccer team, they have a plan of like what each player is supposed to do, and it's seven aside. Like it's. Like I, I, that's my point is that like a very minimum, a manager should be able to do the one thing that managers are supposed to do, which is field a team and give them instructions. And Steve Bruce has yet to prove to me that he can do that. And until he's that point, he's legitimately the worst manager I've ever seen. Yeah, I think 
McLaren and Carver had better players and had less of a plan to see because McLaren got relegated with Sissoko, Wijnaldum, Kabai, Hayden Van Arfa. <laughs> like, he got relegated. It's true. Daryl Yama. He played like, them all out of position, yeah, to be like, fair. That was but, a negative plan. Yeah. But, I mean, he, it's completely positive Steve Bruce could get could be on that same track. Yeah. I mean, he could get relegated with a 40 million pound striker, a 20 million yeah, pound winger, and players. a 16 million pound winger. And then potentially a future starlet in Sean Longstaff as well, and likely another solid Premier League midfielder in Isaac Hayden. Um, you know things like that. It's yep. still, it's and very one of the possible best that. In the yeah, of yeah, obviously Martin Dubravka. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's definitely something to think about. I mean, I've started. I've honestly tried to forget the McLaren and Carver eras. <laughs> And I'm not even going to count Carver because I feel like it was, he, he didn't even want to do that. <laughs> Just, yeah. he, like, I don't even count him as a manager. Um, that's like Neil Redford coming in, and you're like, all right, you're just here. Uh, next one is from Don at Smick Ultra. If we beat Man U, do they wait until the end of the year to relegate them, or do they do it now? you got to relegate them now. Oh, you I got mean, to put them down. Newcastle are so bad. Would you just bring so if you up, lose to Newcastle? Would you just bring up whoever's in first? So it'd be Swansea. Yeah, right you bring now? up Swansea. Yeah. So like we'd loan player to a Premier League. Oh no, we'd still oh, be in yeah. the Premier League. Um, yeah, that would be hilarious. And, and what would be funny is that we would loan Freddie Woodman up to the Premier League, and we would get relegated. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. But we would we would play Swansea without him though, so that's nice. Yeah, that would be nice, but you know, we would still get relegated. Yeah, you got to put like, him. You got to just send him right down. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. They would be the first team in the second tier to play in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, well, and maybe win the Europa yeah. League. Did did uh did McLaren did Steve Bruce's Huddersfield team get relegated the same year they finished second in the FA Cup? You mean Hall? Yeah. Hall, yeah, you know what I meant. Um. No. Okay. Because that would have been a close shout for potential. Because they did play in Europe. Yeah, they just made it to the qualifying round and lost. But I mean, yeah, but that's that counts. Yeah. Steve Bruce has played in Europe. He's coached in Europe. Everyone. <laughs> that's literally the argument that some people are saying is that he's coached in Europe. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, Will Watson at Batman's Milkman. He says. How much longer, in your opinion, does the hierarchy allow this relegation certainty to continue down this path before stepping in and make a change? Under McLaren, they waited too long. Will they make the same mistake again? I mean, just given the run of opponents we have, you could see them getting a little antsy because there's potential that we could have some more 4-5-0 and five no losses just given some of the, the teams we're playing. I, I mean... Up, up until January, but my best guess is that there's not any serious thought about removing Steve Bruce until January, and if they do remove him, it's going to be post-January. Like, they, they're just not swift in any decision ever, and this is another one where they just won't be swift. I like what you said there. Um, I think that the time would be in November, because that's, like, if you get rid of somebody mid-November, you still have a month and a half of that manager to assess his entire squad before the transfer window. But I don't think Mike Jackson's that smart. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like ideally we'd like Steve Bruce to be fired now, but it's just not yeah. feasible and not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, do you have a, a any other questions, Elijah? I know you mentioned you had you might have had some. Was that that's definitely not? We I thought we had. Yeah, we, had we have we have the official questionnaire, but we we end on the question. Trevor Mooney. So I did. You didn't. Oh wait, you did ask three questions. Yeah, I thought. Wow, that went by quickly. Um, is there a Newcastle player? Okay, so I saw this on Twitter, and it was people were doing it with like NFL teams, which is kind of funny. But we'll do a Newcastle. Uh, it, you have to pick one player on your team, which is Newcastle, that you hate, and we'll include loaning signings, lo- loan loaned out players as well. So one player in Newcastle that you hate right now, go. Akros Lazar. Okay, why? Just annoying. Of zero significance. Well, he's got a nice Instagram. Of zero significance. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think... Who do I want to go with? Hmm. Man, this is actually kind of tough. We, we don't have a hateable team. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, there's no players that's, like, an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I wish Modiame was still here. <laughs> Gosh. Can I say Modiame still? Gosh. Ugh. Yeah, he was he was not fun for me to watch. I just hated watching him play because I just think that if you're at a Premier League level, you should have somewhat of a first touch, and he just didn't. So that was unfortunate. I mean... Akra Lazar is definitely up there as like hateable players on this squad because he's so irrelevant. Um, I mean, you could also put uh, Rolando Aarons in that category, and it's it's I don't it's not a hate thing. It's just an annoyance because every season he's hyped up, and every season like that Newcastle like team feels the need to do an interview with him and gas him up and make him feel and make you think that he's going to have a some sort of contribution when you know in the back of your head he's about to get loaned out again so i guess that'd be a, a player i'm annoyed with yeah i guess yeah but it's not a real annoyance it's just meh, if i have to say someone Henri Savé. i mean I don't. He's he's likable though. He had that banger of a goal he scored. Remember that? Jack Colback. That was fun. Oh, I, is he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of them. Both of them. I guess Jack Colback's still in the squad. Yeah. Uh. All right. Uh. Let's do our last question from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio. Trevor Mooney at Trevor Mooney twelve. He says. If Steve Bruce is the answer, what is the question? Hmm. Hmm. Which spry young lad wrote a brilliant detective series that's <laughs> a New York Times bestseller? Damn. Steve Bruce. Hmm. Wow, Elijah, that was. I'm not going to be able to win this one. If this is a competition, I lose. Have you ever won? <laughs> uh, man, if Steve Bruce is the answer, what is the question? 
name a manager that plays your most talented player in his least able position. The answer is Steve Bruce. It's not funny, but it's just really true. Yeah, that's. I, I, I want to be creative with it, but I just like I honestly I'm terrible at this game. Yeah, you're terrible at answering questions. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. 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 It's okay, man. Just as long as you admit it, you know, feed into that. Yeah. Make that your new brand. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Javier Manquillo, Atletico Madrid's Javier Manquillo. Yes, always. Just shout out to him. Um, Just he needed it. Before we we depart on this episode mm-hmm. eighty-seven of CHN Radio, there's one thing I wanted to do to mention. Okay. Mm. Amazon Prime Video Sport at Prime Video Sport put out a tweet today and it is a banger okay i thought you were doing an ad read and i was like when did we sign a deal with amazon prime video sports yeah it's a banger tweet it says a league one club has turned to at indeed to advertise for a striker oh i saw that that was hilarious and there is a club and it might be this located plays in the stadium of shite might be them, actually, from what they say in the ad, <laughs> that they are looking for a football player. Urgency oh. needed. It says locations in London, so that takes it away. But it says recent former Premier League club, now in the EFL League One, key right there, are looking for the following player to help steady the ship for the season and push on for promotion next season. You must be the following. And it just says, like, physical striker, like English championship or equivalent experience, decent goal record. Like, it's a full job listing for a, like, a a football player. And then I just, like, hmm, like, I wonder if it actually is Sunderland. So then you just take a look at, like, League One, Elijah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm looking at the table and thinking of, like, what – other team is a recent Premier League team. Yep. It's it's not Ipswich. It's not Wickham. Yeah. It's not Fleetwood. It's not Coventry. Sunderland passes the test. It's not Blackpool. It's not Bristol Rovers. It's not Peterborough. Not Donchester. Not Oxford. Not Lincoln. Not Shrewsbury. Not Rotherham. Not Burton. Not MK Dons. Not Gillingham. Not Accrington Stanley. Not Rochdale. Not Portsmouth. Not Tranmere. Not Southend. Not Wimbledon. And Bolton's a stretch. Yeah, I was going to say, Bolton's the only other one I could think. A recent but, is a stretch. But Bolton's a stretch, especially because they're not trying to... Like, there's just no way they can push for promotion. <laughs> they have a negative nine goal differential. Yep. No, 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 that's just, how many points they have. <laughs> no, wait, timeout. That that cannot be the whole way. Yes. <laughs> oh, they have oh, yeah, they points because of the penalties. Oh, that sucks. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. I'm sorry I laughed. I mean, there's just going to be a bunch of just, like, actual Newcastle, uh, like, Geordies who are just going to be, like, very mad that I laughed at that because that was something that... Yeah, it's, it's not their fault, but... But it's still just, like, funny that I just assumed that was their goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it really comes down to... Is Sunderland really posting on Indeed? Or it, it's really two options. It's either Sunderland or somebody's joking. And I'm going to go with the former. Yeah, Sunderland posted that. Yeah, it's definitely that. 
uh, we need somebody to make a fake application. Like, I mean, you have to be verified to post on Indeed, I think. That's a great point. You have to be like a verified employer. Oh, so what about an employee? I'm saying like, hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm... Oh no no! I was saying like in terms of the if this is this a practical joke or <laughs> no no I'm just saying like is this a, I was that was my my point was referring to the fact that you're I think you're right I think it is Sunderland because it you can't do this as a joke. Do they think footballers are looking on Indeed for for jobs? I mean, <laughs> you you can set Indeed to give you notifications for sport jobs, so. But I don't know why you would. I don't know. The, yeah, that that's yeah, that's a that's tough. I mean, yeah. maybe there's agents looking on. on and maybe if you're an agent and you're on Indeed, just scrolling because like you are having a slow business time period, yeah. then maybe. But yeah, no. But like you said, I do think Sunderland posts this because like you can't just log in Indeed and post things. You cannot. Um. Elijah, anything else you want to talk about? I might write an article on that. Yeah, that would, I would love. I would actually love to do that. Yes. All right. Um, no, I, I, I think the only other thing to add is if you aren't following us on Twitter, do that. Heading into this match day weekend, um, I'll be hanging out. I'll be hanging out with our good friend Roberto Rojas this weekend. So um, be sure to follow at Coming Up in UFC and at CHN underscore Radio for some fresh content likely featuring him um potentially uh at an Atlanta United game so we'll see yep but definitely watching the Newcastle match on Sunday oh yeah we will be doing that oh yeah all Does right Georgia play this weekend uh, yeah Georgia plays Tennessee oh I got a couple people I know going to that game actually yeah uh Georgia fan base is attempting to checker at the stadium which like there's a yeah, website very called Dogs Checker Nayland, and you type in your section, your row, your seat, and it tells you what color you're supposed to wear. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's going to be tough because yeah. they still the the Tennessee fans still show up in droves to these games. I mean, there's literally nothing else for them to do, so they'll probably be there. Yeah, singing Rocky Top. <laughs> That's for their sure. Their state song, their anthem. Yeah. This that is like, and this is a. We'll end on this note. Rocky Top might be the white trash anthem. Is is how I would. That's the only word oh. I would add. Okay. Is the anthem. All right. Chicken Fried is up there as well as White Trash Anthem. That's one of the best songs out there. I mean, it is. I mean, I I I don't want it to be the White Trash Anthem because I enjoy singing it. But mm-hmm. like, literally, like if you play that in the middle of like Lake Lanier. With like just like Bubba Joe and Billy Bob out there with Mary Sue and Billy Jean, everyone's going to be singing. <laughs> All right, it's time to it's time to end this. <laughs> we've yeah. we've gone off. Uh, that concludes episode eighty-seven of CHN Radio. I am your host Greg Troxel. This is the best damn coast in the land. Elijah Newsome. Let's get three points. This is Coming Home Newcastle, the best song ever written in the way to last. Love you guys. Newcastle. I made as well a bean in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If 
He never went to club again. I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park if the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home. And I'm proud to be a Geordie and to live in Geordie land. Some people think we're bawdy and we're hard to understand. They say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names like Linda Swan in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again. I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park, if the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the River Tyne. I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. Kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog in St. James's Park In the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home